Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. It's time, one of the fastest growing podcasts, and just want to say, time's up to the women. So, time's up, ladies. That's our. That's the new movement we're starting. Time's, time's out. Time's out. Time's up. Time's out, and hit the bricks. No, that's it's, the, that's no, it's our the time's up. It's the time's up movement, but it's just like, hey, we're late for this thing we're going to do. Can you hurry the fuck up? <laughs> time's up, ladies. <laughs> time's up, ladies. It's time to go. It's time to go. The Uber has been called. <laughs> time's up, ladies. Oh, why are you being sexually harassed? They're taking too goddamn long to get ready. Time is up, ladies. Um, by the way, I would just like to start this off by just addressing some uh, speculation about my previous sweaty Not episode. gay! <laughs> oh, the sweaty was, pig. Everybody was a lot of speculation about why I was sweating. Uh, a lot. Of, it's so funny because everybody's like, he's on drugs. And it's like, no, I'm just... Oh, the f- just finally, so you're experiencing what it's like for having people call you drugs nonstop. Yeah, but it's like, I'm obviously fucking o- obese and I'm just like... He's a fat <laughs> pig. Before we started the episode, he took a literal apple out of his mouth. <laughs> Two big muscular dudes brought him over on a big rod. Dude, I remember last week I was walking to the podcast because i live like you know not that far away but then i i left my house and it was like that last last week's episode that day was maybe the hottest most humid day that since i've ever lived in new york started walking i started sweating oh this is not going to turn off then we got to this (laughs) then we got to the studio here and we can't run the ac and record so then you need to put antiperspirant on your face no what i needed to do is i need to just be like take an uber here and not but you're too cheap yeah well i was thinking also in terms of times up we got pretty much the Roz deal ever where 2020 basically we moved to america and like the you like literally stepped off the plane and they're like time's up boys <laughs> well that is the end of men white men having it too good for too long in america <laughs> yeah, yeah. how about we and yeah, honestly we love sh- what you guys are doing how about 2022 we yes. start this puppy <laughs> <laughs> i've hit one foot off the soil ah oh, freedom they go yeah about that it, you know what a lot of the stuff this stuff too like uh, the initial way that it was kind of like presented was to go look we just need like fairness like you know all this stuff is like we just need to level the playing field and now it's starting to feel just like revenge oh yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> no, starting or not starting but you like, feel like but that? it's like no not even starting but now they're like it's not even like they're tr- trying to pretend it's a fairness thing now it's straight well, time's up now ladies. it's straight revenge you had your moment in the sun now you're gonna have your moment 
of no fun because times <laughs> are up. Hey, shout out to the two new, some a couple of uh, 20 buck patrons this week are higher, James Reynolds and Uzair. And this episode is a uh, title sponsor brought to you by Sheath Underwear Week, promo code Ryan Long 20 or promo code Ryan Long for 20% off. And the guy who runs Sheath Underwear is as you saw sponsored a bunch of shit on the on the channel this weekend and this week but the thing about dudes like this is they're the reason that we can kind of do whatever we want mm-hmm. and his product actually rules like you'll see him sponsor a bunch of cool shit in the industry P- pouch for the balls and he lets you do whatever you want in the sponsors me and danny were just doing one this week and we, we had a pretty, I was loving that dude. I'm the one of the only, the, it makes me so pumped, but I get a lot of people message where they go. I, there was like five or six this week of people being like, I actually get pumped when I see like a, a, a branded sponsor thing on the YouTube video. Cause I know Nothing they good. like them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, people comment. Yeah, they like, like the sponsor. And we were doing one this we got weekend. the funniest sponsorships in the game. Yeah. We did a bully thing this week and I was legitimately <laughs> fucking cry the, I, we can't uh, whatever we were already saying it but like the idea was racism is small dick energy and it was like well then i guess you could call danny david duke <laughs> well i guess i'm just daniel carver yeah. <laughs> <laughs> racism small dick energy yeah. anyways big balls pouch for the balls and the dude who runs it was a veteran uh brought and they brought to all the content this week at ryan long comedy promo code ryan long 20 percent off sheath underwear um, Get those balls. Okay, so this is kind up. of funny, but before there's like a bunch of real stuff to talk about, but I this this has been blowing my mind. So remember, since our Day friend marriage? was telling us, <laughs> go, wait, but it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. It's supposed to be entrance only, <laughs> and these blasphemous heathens. Are just spitting in God's face. Right in his fucking mouth. had that hilarious joke right where he says, fucking mouth. That it t- these city slickers might not care that it takes the protection off our land, but <laughs> the. Okay, remember the guy that uh, Robert Durst? Yeah. So. The Jinx guy, right? He's the Jinx guy. And we've t- we've sort of. Our body was telling us about this documentary. And I, think I told you, you know, about it. My, one of my friends, I don't know which one, someone <laughs> in my ethos, one, you know, someone in someone my in the, orbit. Someone in the orbit told you. <laughs> someone like, in the orbit was telling me about this movie, The Jinx. And basically, they're making a documentary about him. And by the end, it'd be like if they were doing a who done it about Danny for who ate all the men's asses. Uh, yeah. And he was in there being like, I can't wait to find the yeah, real I was like, ass a, eater. On a hot mic. And then I was just like, <laughs> You're doing the OG Danny, thing. you <laughs> ate all the asses. You know it. And they're just listening to you. He's in the bathroom and he's looking. <laughs> himself in the mirror and he goes uh and you did it of course yeah. and he killed all these people and he's vowed to find the real killer oj style yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how funny is this your girl catches you fucking fucking he's girl. Like dead to rights <laughs> and you vow to find the real cheater yeah. <laughs> I, go, I go you got cheated on i'm certain she, of it it she, was not me though she looks in your phone and she finds messages sent you go i vow to find the person you send those you're like literally you're on like cake. a you're like on a casting website trying to find like body doubles so you're like literally you're like running a casting session for guys that look like you i vowed to find the real person who cheated on you it's like what, that, what does that even mean yeah i don't know so this guy he has his trial and he's been putting it off forever and doing every trick in the book being like you know just the same way with cosby and fucking uh harvey weinstein well they try you gotta be sympathetic right yeah so they come in and they have a cane a neck brace the whole thing blind. they can barely he's blind now there was, uh, this reminds me of one of my favorite things when we were young, there was a chiropractor. This was like a old school prank. 
but we would we would get new people to do it every time so it was this is probably grade four so don't judge it too harshly but okay. there was a chiropractor practor place and the guy would walk by and he had a cane and there was three photos, one with him with his cane, no, one with him with his walker, another with him with his cane in the air, and then another him with throwing the cane in the air, right? Uh -huh. And we would get all the people that we knew to go in there and be like, hey, uh, just wondering how much for dancing lessons? <laughs> and they go, what? We go, well, isn't there a guy dancing on the sign? They go, no, it's a chiropractor, and whatever. <laughs> we probably got 75 people, like we'd meet a new just person. Just go in there for dancing? Because <laughs> <laughs> they had a guy dancing on the sign. But the Robert Durst, so he's, he's supposed to get sentenced, and this thing this thing's so well. So he's supposed to get sentenced this week, and he's dead to rights. Like, this guy did the crime, admitted it in a huge documentary, and this is what the article comes out this week. Uh, Mr. Robert Durst, uh, his murder trial has been delayed because what he did was he showed up to the trial, and right before he was going to go in, he shit his pants. Yeah. And he said... I mean, it's literally like you can't it's it's the ultimate like, you know, if you're ever on death row, if you're listening to this on death row right now, every time they take you to get executed, just shit your pants and they can't. And do they go, oh, I pants. guess we'll have to do it another day. You're not going to execute a man with soiled this underwear. This man is a fucking kind of a legend a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a legend shows, for shit. They go, himself. OK, you ready for your final trial? <laughs> guess not. <laughs> guess not. Guess we're going to have to. Dude. uh I guess you could say it's a hung jury. <laughs> no, it's so annoying. That doesn't even yeah, doesn't make, make sense. any sense. No, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny? <laughs> That's Danny. Danny fucking sitting there with shit in his pants. I guess you call that a <laughs> <laughs> hung jury. What? what? I don't know. I shit my pants. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. My pants are full of shit. So. You know what's the worst though? Because I'm reading this, and then so they have to like take him back to the jail, and then someone has to clean him up. And yeah. you know, like the guy who has to clean him up, who's like a jail guard slash orderly, is like he's a billionaire too. He's a billionaire, but also you're like, come on, man. And you're like, you know, you're just doing this to avoid whatever. And yeah, but like, he's literally every time he does stuff like this, he gets another like six months of chilling in his house instead of jail. He's going back to jail. No, 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 he's in jail. Oh no, I thought he's not in jail. No, 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 he's in. That's the thing is he. He's in jail. I don't think that's true. It said right here. So he had to be to be returned to the jail to be cleaned up. Yeah, but that's not he's not living in jail. They just bring him back to the jail to clean him up because of this. Because basically what happened was his oh. lawyer goes, no, he can't be cleaned up like this. They go. His lawyer comes out. He goes, diarrhea is a deadly disease. Yo, Ron, it is. A lot this is apprehensible. <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> this is some melee. This is disgusting. And my client cannot be sentenced with a log of shit inside his pants. That's his lawyer. He comes out. And so he goes, you know, he arrived at the courthouse and he says, unable to, unable to change or be in court. And his arg his lawyer starts arguing. He goes, it was very awful. It was very foul. And he goes, um, as a lawman, I know diarrhea often can cause dehydration and it's a serious condition. And given Mr. Durst's myriad of other conditions, he said we need to bring him back to his house to deal with it the proper way. And then the fucking district attorney goes, yeah, luckily we don't have to depend on layman. Uh, and the county has demonstrated that they can take proper care of Mr. Durst. So basically, I think he's in jail. He though. might he, be in jail. Yeah, he's in jail waiting for this trial. Um, okay, so that was the first part. And this is, it's getting, it's getting even creepier. I mean, the craziest part is I actually have diarrhea right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's almost I just got it from reading this. It's yeah, like, nice, dude. Yeah. Imagine I just yeah. fucking had diarrhea during one of these podcasts, and you're like, what is that smell? I'm like, 
I don't know. It's just probably just that could be fucking it. anyone, man. Maybe it's just a hung <laughs> jury. <laughs> so, if you haven't watched the Jinx, you should watch this. But on top of that, so he his wife he originally killed his wife back in the day, before allegedly two or three other people. And then this article, this is like twenty years ago. They did all the trials, and then this article comes out. This week, when the diarrhea article comes out, it says Jill Biden's ex admitted that he had an affair with Robert Durst's wife. So Jill Biden, I guess, I don't know if she was married before. I think they they said married because this. Yeah, no, no, because Joe Biden lost his his wife died in a car crash with his kid. Okay, yeah, yeah, like when he was a senator or something, his he lost like his whole family in a car. And then he fucking stole this guy's wife. Yeah, who stole Robert Durst's wife? Yeah. So this guy's this guy, Jill Biden's ex. He basically comes out and he says, I was with her eight days and he caught us having an affair. Ooh. And it was like, well, yeah, that information might have been useful six years ago or, you know, or, 60 yeah, years ago, yeah, whatever yeah. it was. So Jill yeah. Biden's ex-husband revealed that she had an intimate relationship with the first wife and accused killer of Robert of the real estate hair, Robert Durst, just 10 days before she vanished in 1982. And he goes, I feel like I'm the missing link in the case. He said, uh, he's a concert hall, all, hall owner in Delaware. And he told, uh, but like, so on top of why bring it up now, this guy's energy is very much like, yeah, dude, like he's, he's trying to get clout off. And he's like, yeah, I'm the guy, reason she kills him. And then she goes, yeah, he led me back. She led me back to the bedroom. We closed the door. And that's when life changed for both of us. Totally unexpected. Beautiful night and no regrets. <laughs> He's just like fucking, he's just like a 40 year old kill that he's still like kind of reminiscing. He goes, fucking, yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah he's, sick. he's fucking, he literally is. He met up with these people and they're like, that's crazy. And he was like, yeah, I fucked her doggy stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. he's, he's, he is yeah, he's like, we did every position. Like, She's dead. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, dead. but she wasn't. He goes, so what happened after she was murdered? And he goes, you want to smell my fingers? <laughs> So he goes, beautiful night, no regrets. That's what his first stand. You think fucking uh, this Durst character is like, he, he kind of like has a fucking wants to kill Biden next, like Joe Biden. He goes, you motherfucker. Yeah. Durst would love to kill Joe Biden. Yeah. And the next thing I realized, there was a pounding on the door at 730 a.m. She runs out of the bathroom. It was the only pounding. That was day. not the only pounding. <laughs> she runs back in and says, it's Bob. I jump up. I run out, runs out the window. And then all of a sudden he screams something. And he continues, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, so, asked if he thought that his intimate relationship had anything to do with her disappearance. Stevenson said, absolutely. <laughs> That'd be so funny if the quote was, he goes, there was a pounding on the door and that wasn't the only, like, that was I'd his quote, but that, that was his quote. He says, absolutely, dude. He's like, he's like, fucking, it was, like, it was a legendary fuck, dude. <laughs> so this guy's bragging. Yeah. So this guy... Durst is in jail shit in his pants Jill Biden's ex is out there being like yeah I fucked her good too yeah. and then the last thing they go I feel if some I feel if something was wonderful at the end of her life I hope this was it so he <laughs> this is last quote he goes I just hope she had some of the th same thoughts at the end there so his last thing he like said, as she's getting murdered <laughs> she's just thinking about getting how this dude tuned her up <laughs> he, Jill Biden's ex which by the way that might be why Biden's such a bitch because Jill Biden was fucking getting it. <laughs> so this guy, she got murdered and he goes, 
yes, she was murdered, but if you know how good my dick was. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's honestly, she probably wasn't that bummed. About her life murder. was flashing before her eyes, but it's all just it, everything that was flashing was just the 10 <laughs> positions he put her in. <laughs> just him spinning her around on yeah. her. Yeah, her life's flashing before her eyes as he's stabbing her. It's like, Poof, doggy style. <laughs> and then he fucking then he put me up against the wall. <laughs> then he had me, he was drilling me push, while he pushes his dick down. And I have my legs in there. And Durst is like, you bitch. Isn't that fucking wild? That's, uh, so that's, we didn't know that Jill Biden's ex wrinkle. was fucking putting it down like that. Yeah. I remember him. when Good we were him. in, uh, when I was in the band, when we were uh, like 18 years old, we signed with this like super big um, industry person that I won't put on blast, but because uh, they're probably like married at the time and all that shit. But, uh-huh. <laughs> so basically this guy fucking, we were, you know, we just finished high school. We we're like first year, you know, residents in university and our band like signed with his company and whatever. Right. And he comes in and he goes, <laughs> the first thing he says, he goes, all you need to know about rock and roll is if you don't make it by 25. It's over, but you'll get a lot of pussy along the way. <laughs> Dude, he was like a cliche. Yeah, he was like, we're 18, right? So we, we're like, you know, but even then we were kind of like, we left being like, that was wild. Then he goes, he goes, you think, you think that's fame? I've been famous, famous. And he goes, at one time I was fucking this girl so good. And then she was Latino, couldn't speak English, met her on the streets. Couldn't speak a lick of English. Went back to her place. Started fucking her. He goes, uh, the door. Uh, he goes, someone starts knocking on the window. I go, who is that? And then she starts pointing to her stomach. I go, why are you pointing to your stomach? Look down at her stomach. Says Eduardo. It's she's pointing. It's Eduardo. And he's got his name tattooed on his stomach. I dive out through the bathroom. Blah blah. blah. She's telling me the story. And then we're all like. Anyways, yeah, so for the demo, we're thinking yeah. about <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, for some of our first song, we're thinking about <laughs> Dude, this dude fucking brought us to his, like, office, and you know, we lived in our parents' house yeah, fucking, of course. at the time, and we just finished. We go to this guy's office, and all this guy, he literally sat us down and told us, like, eight stories about getting pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is kind of like a business. We're fucking thing. 18. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that is. That's insane. <laughs> um, but the... It was kind of remembers the other story. So this is Chad Kruger and the other Nickelback guys. Yeah. Because everyone, you know, they became the most hated band. But everyone that knows Chad Kruger, like all my friends that know Chad Kruger were like, guy's pretty sick. Yeah. But they, they all, there's all these like quotes that like you think, even at the time, were just like <laughs> lame thing to say. He goes, dude, I fucked so much pussy that I just get bored of normal pussy. So I guess I start thinking like, hey, I play games with myself. How quick can I fuck this girl in the ass? Can I do it in three minutes? Can I break my old record? And we're just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you're like, what? Shut up. Yeah, you're like, well, <laughs> also, like, hey, uh, this isn't doing great with the people not hating you. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the guy from Nickelback apparently said, and it wasn't Kruger, but it was the other guy. And he said that his, he used to, he, he's so bored of pussy that he has to just, it was like, if you're, if you're that bored of pussy, maybe it's like, you know, I maybe maybe get a girlfriend, like try, yeah. or maybe it's just time to stop. But you go, like, if you're that bored of it, he goes, I'm just so bored of it, so I have to play games with myself. Like, how quick can I get it in this girl's ass in the tour bus? And you, you're just like, yeah, those aren't <laughs> games people play anymore. Those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah I, I think people. Are I mean, still he's probably like, there's games. like a YouTube video that fuck of him in like an interview saying that in like you know 2001 that he's probably just like has lawyers being I, like, please yeah. take this can down. We take this down. How much to take that down? Yeah, yeah, but that stuff is always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like, no, know what it is? It's people telling you their story. And get whatever. I'm not saying a bunch of 18-year-olds that are out there trying to crush. I'm just like, you guys are gay for crush. And my point is that people, t- it's it's like when people tell you their stories, 
like they would in a biography. Yeah. Like you're hanging out with someone and they tell you this story about themselves and you're like, you didn't just think of that. You've like, you've said this is a oh tell, yeah 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 this is every band that, build, every band that came in to see that dude yeah yeah was exactly. like they were just getting that story. You're from, building your legacy with me, and you're you're just like this is how you want your life to read in a biography. The same way girls, I always say, go you know, and it was that, and I needed it at that point, and that's when I realized. And you go, none of this is true. This yeah. is how you re- re- decided to write your life. Yeah, it's revi- revisionist history. Yeah yeah yeah. So. That's why that stuff's like corny, but okay. Speaking of criticism, I want to address <clears throat> some trash talking to me that came a bit of a Twitter thing that was coming at the kid. Oh, yeah. And it's like, th- you know, this stuff always Has comes Pink to me. News finally found out about you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, Danny got a fucking huge write up positive from in the stink news. <laughs> stink news. It's just all like, yeah, apparently he puts it in there. <laughs> so people always, it's not just me. People will say this about lots of people, but I feel like it's a, some of these criticisms that like start going around and you just go, oh my God, it's you guys, they're talking points. But this person goes, cancel culture and woke culture are just words that bigoted people use to speak their mind. And this is, you know, everyone's yelling at Skankfest and all that shit uh-huh. too, right? And they go, Who's actually been canceled? In in fact, the people have a huge following uh, crying about it. Ryan uh, Ryan Long Comedy, a perfect example. He's thriving on this. And it was like, okay. Well, you don't really cry about it. Well, first of all, of you, course I don't cry about yeah, it. Yeah, you're, you're like... You're but the more important thing that these people aren't realizing, and it's like, okay, cancel culture, woke culture, they're just words for bigoted people. Wh- wh- and he goes, I'm thriving in it. But why do you think people like me are thriving in this? Why do you think a bunch of people on the internet have these huge followings? Why do you think that is? The reason is because networks are petrified of doing anything. Mm -hmm. Every big place, every actor, every fucking corporation is petrified of the negative press, of putting something too aggressive, of something too honest, of of making something... And regular people want, like, you know, the fact is regular people, they're like... They turn on Netflix and they're like, this sucks. They're like, I just want like something that isn't lying to me. That doesn't reek of propaganda. You can give people a morsel of propaganda with your things. You can't give people a massive amount of propaganda, especially when it's the mainstream propaganda, when it's corporate propaganda, you can actually make people when it's the counterculture going against what people see the mainstream, people actually aren't as aggressive about like worrying about propaganda. It's all like a psychological thing. But when you've heard something a million times nonstop and someone's parroting it in the mainstream, it turns you off. Yeah. So you're saying you don't like Lily Singh or yeah, exactly. I'm saying that I love her. I can't believe it. I'm saying Lily Singh is a talented, talented Canadian. Yes. And those people are skyrocketing and whatever, but you go, why is it that probably the agreed upon 10 biggest like new comedians on the come up aren't part of the industry system. Mm -hmm. All have big podcasts, all selling huge tickets, all have cultural significance to anyone who's paying attention. The same way that you go, Hey, who are the big bands in this era? Who are the big, all of the big people that you go, these people are making a difference. It's the people who are criticizing her go, well, we have the corporations on our side, so we must be right. Cause it's like, we have all like the big money and corporate interests on our side. So they're like, we must be, you know, on the right side. And you're like, yeah, historically that doesn't mean shit. Yes. And every celebrity is fucking apologizing nonstop. 
And the reason why they can't star make anymore. The industry used to be able to star make. So when you look at this and this these backwards brains go, he's thriving because it's not real. And it's like, I'm thriving because it is real. Because it is real. Is this the, how you're supporting Israel? Because right I support Israel. <laughs> It's, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, of course. I mean, the idea that the, these, these people's criticism, you go, not only are you wrong, but everybody who likes you is wrong as well. They and go, bigoted. Like, and bigoted. And like that they're... Like, and it you, proves their point somehow. Yeah. Like he thinks people like me doing well proves his point somehow. Uh-huh. Like proves the point that it's not it's, real. It's, the imper- it's like the whole imperialism argu- argument where you're basically saying like, not imperial, but like, you know, it's like, obviously this is happening. Like you can argue with reality all you want. But- you can argue with reality all you want, but it's like they're taking, it's this round peg in a square hole. It's the inability to critically fucking look at something and to look at any culture and to look at things that have happened in the past. But it's so obvious that it's, I'm, you're not thriving because it doesn't exist. You're thriving because it does exist. Yeah, in spite of it. Or not in spite of it. No, not in spite of it. Not in spite of it. In a, a lot it's of ways, like a, it's, it's a, a direct, counterbalance. But you're thriving independently. Yeah, for sure. If you if you had been part of the industry system. I mean... All of that stuff... How, how many musical, like, how many musical genres were, like, literally started uh, because of that? Where they're, like... So many. Right? Like, you know, that's why the DJ thing became so fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Is because the mainstream was like, we're done with fucking, you know, putting punk bands on the radio. We're done with all that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then fucking tattooed, troublemaker, skateboard kids were like, we're DJs now. Yeah. That makes sense. I never thought And then on top that. of that, <clears throat> and on top of that, there's this, the other part is like, when they go, uh, th- you thrive complaining or whatever, crying about it, you go, no, no, no. When people are acting crazy, it's funny. Mm-hmm. When the majority of rational voices who are supposed to be, you know, your news stations, you know, your late night, which is supposed to be somewhat of a voice. Like when those people are all insane, it's a funny fucking time. Yeah, absolutely. And every one of their friends, including all these fucking New York liberal types that we know one of the things that is interesting to me is people always will be like you know they'll because they start being like the fucking oh liberals are so stupid or whatever and you go now we live in new york most people are that most um and most people don't give a shit they're Mm -hmm. kind of the same regardless of their fucking political thing or whatever right yeah so all of those people even that are liberal like a lot of our friends Behind closed doors, they make fun of all this shit. Everyone thinks oh, of course, it's stupid. yeah. All the people who are like openly facing where you think they agree with you, they know they can't say it publicly. So n- no shit. When everyone, it's literally the emperor has no clothes. Yeah. And the first person that comes out and be like, "Yo, why the fuck is this guy naked?" Whether you want, whether you feel like you can laugh publicly, you're kind of like, <laughs> or you're sitting in your, you know. But now people get to be at their computers and like laughing and being mm-hmm. like, yeah. I mean, they are. You're kind of like privately just. It's the only way to really do it. I mean, the thing is, when you get to the point where regular people are like turning on stuff like, you know, Colbert or whatever, and like they're they're supposed to be the actual audience. And you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is this? It's not like the fringes of people being like, oh, like this is, you know, it's really pretty much, I think, the common, the consensus. almost. Yeah. Just not publicly. When you had a funny point that's kind of uh, aligned with this, but it does. This is kind of what I'm talking about is that, you know, everyone isn't fucking crazy. It's just that they'll make you believe it. But there we have uh, the same way that like (laughs) that we know a lot of fucking people that just kind of at the beginning were like, yo, Trump's kind of 
bad, right? And they, they don't like him. And then they go, oh, yeah, he's the worst. And before you know it, they're out there like protest. You know, yeah. they're like someone that started out by saying like racism is bad. Now they're like, there's no gender. Like, yeah, yeah. It's oh, just yeah. like they, such they a slippery slope of being in a cult. We were joking around. We know some people that are kind of like, dude, fucking uh, city liberals have fucking lost their minds, at least the corporate version or whatever. And then next thing you know, they're fucking going to church yeah yeah i know the amount of people who are like just straight up are like church go they they went from like liberals to like hardcore liberals to just like yeah i go to church now <laughs> yeah 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 You're that, and again like who cares if, you, if anyone goes yeah, to, go to church, church go for it anyone, it's just such a weird it's like, such a weird flip they're yeah. just like yeah they started they fucking listening to like milo yiannopoulos like pwns some fucking 20 yeah. year old and then be, like five years later they're just that fucking singing hymns like <laughs> You're like, take that libs. Yeah, exactly. Take that exactly. It's like the, to own the libs becoming like a traditional <laughs> Christian. You're fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Given to, but it's like you know, giving ten percent of their salary away to charities. Yeah, yeah, take yeah. that libs and you're like, okay. Yeah, you're giving ten percent of your salary away to fucking some church because, fucking, so, because to own they the libs no from gender. five years ago. <laughs> to own the to fucking stick it to Hillary. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You're like sticking it to Hillary and Soros like five years ago. Take that George Soros. I fucking read the Bible today. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you get so fucking sweet. You have to remember to Stop worrying, you know, don't become part of someone's dumbass. I mean, the one thing I will say with on that note is because like so much has happened and it's been so fluid in the past five years. It is pretty like hard for some people to just keep an identity. It's it's so many people. You you, we saw this in the last like five years where you go, oh, your identity was just like it was very flexible. Like just wherever the winds went. Like girls. But but, I mean, guys, too, like a lot of guys. Feminine guys. No, we know a lot of guys who were just like they have fucking had in the last five years, five identities. Like they're like, man, you're just all over the place. I I know. I know who you're talking about. I'm not. When Danny says he ain't feminine, I know exactly who he's talking about. (laughs) And he's right. But it's uh, but but also like pharmaceuticals have been involved. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. We have a lot of comic friends, like even still in Toronto, who were like, you know, they were totally just went along with the whole thing, and then all of a sudden they're like, hey man, this lock. Like they started with like, hey, these lockdowns are kind of getting like a little long, and then they're like, yeah, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't be forced to take the vaccine. Like they're just kind of stair stepping along. I agree with both of those. I agree with them too. I literally agree with both of those things. Having got crazy, yeah. But for those people to make those public statements, I'm sure a lot of people were like, (laughs) oh, "Oh, you're one of those now. Their thing used to be that like uh, I'm into Star Wars. Yeah, and then people, I'm sure like lots of people. I used to say, yeah. Used to fucking like this guy, that girl. You go, oh, she used to like emo music. Now she hates Trump. You know, and this person, uh, yeah, yeah, I used to be into fucking the basketball, and now I'm like against vaccines. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, but there's a few comics in Toronto who I've seen that where you're like, they were never really sticking their neck out, and they're like, yeah, these lockdowns are crazy. It's like these fucking vaccine passports a bit much. One hundred, yo, one hundo, yo, one hundo. So the thing because and, and the industry. They fucking, I liked what Michael Malice posted the other day where he's like, you never noticed they didn't have fact checkers until people started saying too much truth. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I know it's a little, you know, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I agree. Mm-hmm. It really is. And the our industry is trying to fucking break you down. And the, the people that anyone who gets out of line, they do try to break you down. And I feel it sometimes when it's like, I'm sure at your work, it's like you say the wrong thing and everyone yells at you. And then maybe you, they fucking break you like buck break you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
That's why I've decided I'm, get, I'm getting him You're fucking. You're becoming a buck? No, dude, I'm getting him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you want me to fuck your girlfriend, just hit me up at uh, uh. Uh, Gross Pigs Only. <laughs> no, I'm, what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to get into a little bit here, Daniel Paul's show, yes. is I decided that <clears throat> the last little while was like crazy, right? And then now a little th- things are a little more in line, like the studio set up. I have you know, three or four like employees that I kind of work with freelance. Like I have that all set up my New York life. I have a bit of a network. Like I have all my business relationships set up. It's a little calmer that I can focus on making stuff almost exclusively Mm -hmm. that I'm a little like, all right, fucking time for war again. And that's why I'm like, I fucking quits smoking any vapes, anything like that. I fucking, I'm getting yoked again. Yeah. Dude, I'm Bro. working out like an hour a day. I'm getting fucking jacked. He's been I'm doing, getting the tea going he, up again. He's been doing Kegels. Dude, I'm a tea boy. Ryan, Ryan's nonstop talking about all the Kegels he's doing. <laughs> I'm like, what does that do for your fitness? I'm a, t- a tea boy right now, dude. Tea boy. I'm, did you go sign up for I, that gym? Yeah, I did sign up for nice. that gym. Solid gym, huh? I'm, I, I doubled my runs. Nice. I'm running up to five minutes. <laughs> I was running. And I think you do have to get in peak physical condition sometimes do you just listen to the rocky music a lot dude when you see these people that i I really i mean everyone has made this point but i legitimately do feel that testosterone is a key component for like not being a for like not letting people take over your brain Mm -hmm. i mean fighting the good fight we should get a testosterone sponsor dude i don't need any my testosterone sponsor is the fucking chin up bar brother (laughs) It's the good fucking Lord up there. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> my, my fucking testosterone sponsor. <laughs> Lord and Savior himself. <laughs> yeah, so I'm getting fucking yoked. Um, but even, even also it's a little in our culture, because I've been saying Americans are so much more confrontational than Canadians, like what we're used to. In America, people will you know, ask you to do a show or something. And I go, ah, you know, I can't because I'm busy on this thing and I, I'm working that day. And then you like see them around the city and they're like, hey, w- what's up? I thought you said you were busy today. And you're like, yeah, I was lying. <laughs> like, who, who calls people out on this? Yeah. Dude, if I, if, I, if I said like, hey, you want to come work with me today? And they go, I can't. And then I saw them walking by. I'm like, I'm getting, oh, I, I would know. Yeah, I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> at the very least, I don't want to get involved. Dude, if I'm, if I'm at a show. I mean, I wouldn't take it personally to the point where you're like, yo, what the f- you're like, you said you were going to the mall. Yeah, yeah, they're putting yeah, they're putting you in these positions and you go, Yeah, I was lying. Like, what are you out of your fucking mind? You like they come up to you, you go, Who's this? Who are you with? You yeah. Go, this is my uh, buddy. You go, I thought you said you were hanging out with your girlfriend. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like if I'm at a show and I go up to like at the bar afterwards, and you know, someone was at the show and they come up to me, they could say anything. They could be like, dude. Uh, the, these age of consent laws are too high, and I'll be like, "Yeah, bureaucrats, dude." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying. Anyways, I'm not trying to get involved in people's crazy conspiracies. Totally. Not only does the moon landing not exist, the moon doesn't exist, and I'll be like, "Buddy, you said it." 
I go, yeah, I've, I've heard that. That's that's and basically my pod. I go, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I've, heard, I think, I've ah. heard people say that. Danny comes in and he goes, well, if the moon doesn't exist, explain this. Anyway, that's how it did. That's fucking Michael Winslow is on the episode. Boop. You know what actually says? You know Michael Winslow, the guy from Police Academy? And then I saw someone posted. He's on America's Got Talent this year? Yeah. You're like, you were a huge celebrity. Wait, wait, wait. He's in America's Got Talent as a judge? No, Stop as a it. contestant. Shut up. I some Chad Zumok posted this yesterday and he goes, he's like, yeah, I'm, whatever. And he's like, on America's Got Talent. Come on. And then, but so he has this whole story where he goes like, I guess his wife died. Cause they're like, why? But it's weird. Cause he's trying to win. Th- that's the thing. Cause, cause people are like, so they go, uh, he has to, you know, the sob story and all this stuff. And they go, so why aren't you like in Hollywood anymore? Cause they're all like, you know, Howie Mandel's like, yeah, you were like, we were Equal footing stars but in the eighties. Family Matters is in syndication. No, not fa- no, no, not Family Matters. Uh, Police Academy. Oh no, you're thinking of Carl Winslow. Oh no, Michael Winslow, the fucking oh. voice dude from Police Academy, oh. the guy who does all the voices, the beep boop boop beep boop, just because you're doing all the voices. And then he was like, "Well, my wife died, so I had to take care of my kids." But he had to do all. He had to basically explain every other story, other than the fact that, like, yeah, nobody from Police Academy is doing well right now. Like, it's not like he had to be like, "Oh, my wife died, and I have to focus on." Like, no, nobody from Police Academy right. besides Bobcat Goldthwait, who has like a career as a director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like none of those people are all killing it. It's like the bass player from Limp Bizkit and you go, hey, why aren't you doing good now? And he's like, honestly, <laughs> I'm a kidney. Yeah, and then but then because he, he has to make all these reasons for why he's like, I mean, it sucks because he's just like, you know, he tours or whatever, like doing clubs. But okay. he's now on America's Got Talent and you're like, can you be a Did Amer- you do stand-up? Yeah, he's a stand-up. He is a stand-up, but he does all these crazy voices. But I'm like, can you be on America's Got Talent when 30 years ago you were one of the biggest stars in the world? Seems like weird. Yeah. <laughs> like little weird. Huge. Was he there doing was... the voices? Yes. That's his That's even sadder. That's what does thing. he do? Like motorcycle noises and stuff? Yes. And like he does like motor- <laughs> he does one where it's like a helicopter. <laughs> and now he's like brought into the What's the beep boop beep? What does he do? He just I don't know. He does every fucking noise. I don't know. He just does all these. But so he's brought into the modern that's, world because he has darker. one of those uh boards or whatever so he'll, no. he'll go like and then he'll press the thing so then it's playing over loops and then he's like the loop hey, and then yuck. he and he goes boop, 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 boop. like he just does all these voices but i'm like america's got talent that is so dark. what is even the end game for that like i guess a vegas residency dude that's like our buddy jj he did, he always has these meltdowns on stage and he moved to vegas and he'll be like i don't he posted this video the other day and he'll be like yelling at the person in the crowd like i don't care let me do my comedy let me oh, do that was from the my corn. comedy yeah, that was um... and then i always used to take film it and then put <laughs> sad music behind it and send it around to everyone yeah. but to me that winslow thing that you're describing being like that needs some sad music. That's like the low point. Oh, but it in is. A fucking it does film. have sad music though. In the way America's Got Talent like does cuts it up, is it's like a sad. Uh, no, no, no. But I'm saying his performance should have sad oh, music. Yeah, he's coming. I out. mean, if you're 60 and you're like, oh shit, that was like my favorite guy. What's he doing now? Auditioning to be lower than a lot of our friends, essentially. Yeah, it's but the, so he comes. But out. he is a head. Like he. What kind of sounds club. does he do? I mean, oh, he's a club headliner. He still headlines clubs. He, people like I know who he is. All right, what kind of I've seen sounds him does he in make in Canada? He was making the rounds. Uh, everything he can do. Everything. Give me an example. Like he could do a helicopter. Like, like it sounds like it's really good. Sweet as that. But he's that's his comedy. 
<laughs> yeah, he's, he's just like, you know, beep. I don't know. I, I can't do voices. I, I was can't. the biggest man and I was See, the biggest look, celebrity in the world. 80s, here's the thing. 80s cultural icon Michael Winslow made an emotional comeback on America's Got Talent. I just found it so funny. So they're spinning it like it's positive. No, it is a positive, but it's just, and you know, here's one, uh, people. Uh, widowed police academy star on why he auditioned but you're like no it has nothing to do with the widowing it sucks obviously <laughs> that you have to take care of your kids you're not Rick Moranis like Rick that was Rick Moranis' story where Rick Moranis did leave Hollywood right. on top they were like please do our movies and he's like no I gotta take care of my kids Michael Winslow was maybe like here's like a eighth role in something that he maybe turned down once the guy this is the fucking uh the uh, he's the, known as the the guitar tech from eve six yeah, he, fucking, he's known uh, as the man of, of ten thousand sound effects so he can do ten thousand sound effects he was in space balls <laughs> i'm sure a lot of them are fucking getting a little similar like helicopter helicopter flying low <laughs> yeah but he like he straight up just disappeared uh, he didn't disappear it's just like that's what happens in entertainment where you go you were like a cultural phenomenon yeah but your thing was so specific that you can't be like oh i'm gonna be in a drama now you're gonna be in law and order you're like no you're the voice guy from police academy that is it yeah you, you can, can never be not a be drama that. where he's he shows up on a soap opera and they go i can't believe that you killed my wife and he goes beep, boop, boop, <laughs> boop, doo, doo, doo. <laughs> I, I cannot believe that you cheated on me. And she's like, he's like, I didn't want to cheat on you, but she just came down in her helicopter. And as I was about to have sex with her, you were supposed to mow the lawn and someone else had to mow the lawn. And I had to drive over here in my car and it wouldn't start. Dude, he was so And then I drove a horse. <laughs> he was so big that he presented an Oscar. Wow. That's how big of a star he was at one point. Yeah. Now he's presenting an Oscar to La Jolla. Knockout <laughs> punch to his career. Yeah. That's uh Oh yeah. He's like, I mean he was just a ma- he had a fucking uh album on Island Records called I Am My Own Walkman. He he, he was like the guy was killing he it. He was killing it. The voice game was hot back in the day. Oh, he was. I mean, the, it would be funny for him, too, because like even if he did stand up, if he tried to not do the voices, people would be like, yo, where the fuck the voice is at? Yeah, like, give us like the he voice. can't even like he's a funny guy. But you're like, you're just the voice guy. Very interesting. Um, on the topic of uh, getting jacked, there's been a lot of articles that came in, came through this week about, you know, the like the body positivity stuff's been like really popping this week. Yeah. And the first thing that made me laugh, this I actually just saw on my own. Do you know who Jack's Films is? Jack's Films? Yeah. No. So it's like a big uh, YouTuber or something like that makes these videos. And it's, he posted this photo uh, and he goes, thank you very much, everybody. You ruined my wife's day by calling her fat. She looks at the comments and you ruined her day. I hope you're happy. Thank you very much. Uh, and blah, 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 blah. He goes on. And I always, every time I see that stuff, I'm always just like, what are you doing? Fat. Well, I'm looking your photo over. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Easy. For, what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> no, I believe it. I understand that. But it's like, she's like, your, your husband is like a YouTuber. And like, you're like, what do you think comments on YouTube are like? Yeah, my my point is, though, like you were too knee deep in uh, drooling over her photo. But to like... <laughs> My point is that 
if you ever post, if if I was a girl and my boyfriend ever posted that shit publicly, I'd be like, what are you out of your mind? Like it was literally like one comment or a couple comments being like, yo, she got fat. And then legitimately a mil. And then he posts for his millions of followers be like, all you people are calling my wife fat. <laughs> just so you know, I freaking love her and you made her cry. And it's like, Oh, it's just so bizarre. You think she just has access to his fucking Twitter? And she, no, I think she would hate this. And there was another guy who's the, every once in a while, there's a guy who'll do that. He posts his big wife and he goes, he goes, just so you know, I love her despite the fact that she is fat and or even I actually like it and I don't even see weight yeah. and this kind of shit. And you, I don't even feel weight. Yeah. If I was a girl, I would just be like, what are you doing? But the funny one that came in and said, Plus size travelers speak out about flying while fat. Yeah. And this article is the things that they're asking for. It's like when you write these things down, it's just making me laugh. So airlines and resorts roll out the red carpet for people with traditional bodies. Full figure fashion influencer says. But when I'm traveling, by the way, for people with traditional bodies, do you find that when you go to an airliner resort really yeah. they roll out the red <laughs> right, carpet yeah. for you yeah, instead of spitting on you like the fucking scum you are for flying commercial and 42 percent of the world's fat so imagine being like in the 42 percent of fat people and seeing a skinny person you go you go to a resort they're just like roll out the red carpet where with me they have to roll out support carpet so i don't wreck the beams <laughs> which are not strong enough for load bearing carpets yeah it's <laughs> but what do you they're really the i swear to god I thought that stuff was calming down a little bit. I think the fat positive stuff is like ramping up because it is the fastest growing group out of all the groups. Like you're never going to have no pun intended, right? Maybe like <laughs> Mexicans are growing a lot because they have kids more and maybe like a lot of immigrants or something, yeah. but but there's still probably whatever, 10% of the population. Like fat people are 42% of the population and could easily be like 65% of the population pretty soon. Oh yeah. If McDonald's brings back dollar days, that'll be at 45%. <laughs> Because women are 51% or whatever it is, right? Yeah. A little over 50 for some reason. And fat people are coming. They might be the largest. Wait, did you no just say intended. that women are a majority of all people? You don't know that, that there's more women than men? I was world? led to believe that they are victimized, victimized minorities, minority, yeah. Ryan. Mm. There's more. No, I knew that. I yeah, yeah. It's a, for some reason, they make more girls than guys. <laughs> I don't know. Why. I don't, don't ask me. I didn't. Don't ask me. I don't a, ask me. God was. I fucking, ain't a scientist. God wasn't paying attention that day. I guess the future is female. Yeah. So I said, but while I'm traveling, and I have to ask for a seatbelt extender for an. <laughs> she. So they're rolling out the red carpet for you, but when she's traveling, they have to ask for a seatbelt extender or for an extra large hotel bathroom. I feel like I'm getting the unwelcome mat. Yeah. The, you know what's so funny, dude? Just from like, because uh, basically they say all seats should be like all seats on airplanes should be accommodating fat people, right? yeah. And like, so airplanes are like a fixed size, yes, right? So they're not making new airplanes. So essentially, like, if say like I don't know, United Airlines tomorrow goes, okay, you know what? We need to accommodate fat people. We don't want to raise the prices of our seats because that would be unfair, but we're going to basically remove seats and like their stock would crash because yeah. people would start being like, okay, so you're selling less seats making like, 
less like the idea that they go, oh, these companies should just lose all this money. <laughs> well, it, it always goes back to I was saying that, you know, when they weigh you on the plane in other countries, but in America, it's like this is such like Western bullshit. Mm-hmm. This is what they were doing. Well, it's in, a Western. It's a specifically Western problem. Well, a Thai airline. It is a you're right. It is a specifically Western problem. But this Thai airline came out. This is how they're dealing with it. <clears throat> they said airline bans fat people from flying business class <laughs> and legitimately well in America there's like a million articles being like can you believe they won't they won't just have seatbelt extenders on hand and we should get be able to have two seats you know they break down the seats tie they go airline bans fat people from flying and they said basically they go we have new airbags and because of the system, if your waist is bigger than 54, they don't work. So then you're not allowed to go into business class. Crazy. 54. <laughs> that's a big waist. That's a big line. waist. The that's strong a- views came from research in the UK travel website. Saw one of 10 passengers saying they had endured an uncomfortable flight because the passenger they sat next to was overweight. So it's legitimately the opposite on the other side of the world. We're here. If you're overweight, they're saying, like, can you believe the overweight person had to deal with this? In Thai, they're saying, hey, can you believe the person beside the overweight person had to deal with this? Yeah. Like, they're saying, like, can you believe I had to sit beside a 100-pound guy? And they go, we're so sorry. And then in America, it's like, can you believe I had to sit beside an 800-pound person? They're like, you're a bigot and the airline's a bigot. (laughs) You know what's crazy? I'm reading this article. They say, so Southwest Airlines says that they go, Southwest Airlines has a policy where you can proactively purchase an extra seat for your comfort if you're well, too fat. Well, that's what's going on, yeah. But then they'll refund you at the end of the conclusion of the trip. They'll refund you the extra seat If cost. you prove that you're fat. But so, like, if I, like, I want more room. Like, well, I, can, I have no problem. But I like, honestly I, think I saw that, and that's... So, so I could, and so what? And then I go to the gate and I go, "Hey, uh, I got this second seat because I don't want anybody beside me, so I can." Because I'm too out. fat. Because no, I, yeah, because I'm well, too no, fat. No, you have to. Yeah, because yeah, I'm too. Fat. I go, "Hey, I'm too fat," and they go, "I don't know. You don't seem too fat." I, like, is it just like, like, are they gonna weigh me on like the fucking baggage thing? They go, "Step on this baggage thing for a second. Let's I mean, you break you... it, <laughs> and then they go past test pass. All right, here's your refund. <laughs> But it's just like what? So they have a company policy where they go, just eye them up. If you think they're not fat enough, don't give them the refund. They can't. I, I, if they pull out measuring, <laughs> you know what I mean. But like, what's the metric here? They go, what's your BMI? They're like, how funny is that though? If you no, no, no. But the or re- they just straight up say, if you no, 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 if you bought the extra seat they give you. Jokes that. aside, like you don't, you don't know why they're doing that. No, I know why they're doing it. Yeah, it's so you, uh, it's so you don't. Uh, if you buy two seats and then you. Uh, you get a free seat and then you don't take the flight. That's the reason they charge you for it. What do you mean? Don't take the flight. Okay. So it's, I mean, but that's a seat that they could have sold. Yes. But the thing is they're saying if you're fat, mm-hmm. we'll give you an extra seat, mm-hmm. but you have to actually take the flight. Yeah. If you bought a flight and you missed your flight, uh-huh. yeah, for the, example, yeah. we're not refunding you your fat seat or yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's that, the whole thing. Yeah, that's yeah, the, that's yeah, what yeah. they're saying. Yeah. That's fine. No, but that's that's the reason for this policy. But I'm saying if you're on a packed flight, they're like, okay, we could have sold this ticket that you're now taking for free for $500. And they're giving it to you for free as long as you take the flight, which most people do. Understood. Yeah, so it's not that like... No, but that's all. There's yeah. no... You have to be... They're not checking if you're fat. I know, obviously. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, so it would be hilarious if you go there and they get the measuring tape out and they, measure, they have to measure your thigh. But so this person, and they said, they're like, the problem is... And I, I think that was a perfect way to put it. The difference between America and like the Western world and the other world, their world is like, 
can you believe this person that's inconveniencing everyone because they are so fat? Yeah. And in America or, you know, the Western world, it's, can you believe these airlines don't make, you know, don't bust down the stall door and make two stalls into one? Yeah. I it's, mean, well, yeah, in Asia, a, essentially, too, it's like they don't have people. Who look and then like that. they said in the article, like you said, they go only they're, they're big gripers. They go only one airline is able to, is giving you a free second seat because you're fat. So go on Southwest every time. Yeah. Like, why are you like, but maybe I don't want to go on. Southwest. well, but they're like, well, I want to fly to England and they don't fly to England. And you're like, well, that's too fat for England. Too fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, it's like, you know, everybody can have something where they go, like, I demand concessions, but you can't make concessions for fucking every person. Otherwise, you cannot have a society. Also, a lot of these planes were probably built 15 years ago, and everyone's a thousand times fatter Fifth, now. Dude, you know how many planes you fly on are built in, like, the 70s? Exactly, and everyone wasn't a million pounds. So they go, this TikTok star says, ill-fitting seatbelts inside... They, so... This size-inclusive TikTok star, and there's a lot of those, um, they did a, a big video that went viral where they go around and they show how hard it is to be like a fat person flying, and they showed themselves like squeezing in the tiny seats and the ill-fitting seat belts and the side-jabbing armrests, they said. And those are just a few discomforts that you have of flying while fat or flying while tall or flying while anything. Mm -hmm. And they said, I love traveling, but having to cram into these small plane seats gives me anxiety. Um, like I said, flying blows well, nor well, normal. Unless you're flying first class, it sucks. Yeah. The studies show that they have 7 million views on their traveling as a fat person, social media series, and it pokes fun at the limited amenities and all the things they have to do. So it is like basically <laughs> pretty funny. It's like, how am I not supposed to laugh at these things? She did a video of like how hard it was where she like, Went through, got stuck in the doors. <laughs> Fellow, she's Go, rolling through, rolling down the airport. She has to like someone gets the margarine to fucking free her from the door. Just frame. A standard day to go to the airport. She got stuck in the cab. Door, I mean, like honestly, bumping a, into a pin and then she deflates. But, like selfishly, I'm like, sure. I hope they get everything they ask for as long as it doesn't increase. The, like, I would love to just show up to a flight and they go, "Hey, all their seats are first class now." Fat, fat people, people seats, complain. Yeah. I go, okay, yeah, sweet. So Southwest, um, Southwest does it, and they go. But to inclusive, but but this inclusive approach is counter to the industry norm, and that's why I'm like, well, yeah. So it should be like, hey, problem solved. You know, Southwest is the one you could take. And they said, I've literally had to shove myself into a when they go to the hotel. I've had to, sh um, you know, been wedged in <laughs> the tight areas of the bathroom, and they had to shove themselves into the suites restroom in order to use the facilities. I've even heard some plus size people say they've had to be cut out of hotel showers because they're too small. But and I'm like, I love how like you need to get cut out of a shower and you go, there's something wrong with the shower. It's not a wake up call <laughs> at all. <laughs> like you go, it's the showers that are wrong here. It's not. There's nothing here. And this isn't this fucking shit where you go. How is that not a wake up call? It's like how and you know when you say you have to take principles to their extremes when you can't leave your house without a helicopter. Like, is that <laughs> a point where you go? They don't make fucking helicopter harnesses big enough for... <laughs> you know how hard it is to take down a wall so that I can leave my... Like, yeah. You remember like those shows where someone got so fat they were like stuck in a yeah, room? Yeah, of course. Or whatever, and they're like... And then they're like, yeah, you know what? Modern construction standards... Modern construction... ...are not yeah. designed with the fact that one day I'm going to have to get through my door frame, but it's too small. Yeah. And so they need to remove the wall. And it's like such a pain in the ass to remove a wall. It's... So these are the demands. You need wall reform. Yeah. 
And these are the demands that they make. So we'll say if we think of them. They go, here are five traveling changes that they demand. And they said, size-inclusive seat belts. I think that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. They have those extenders. Yeah, they just want seatbelt extenders. That's fine. I don't think that's, you know, you're not crazy. They go said, durable decor, which means a bed that won't break. (laughs) Yeah. Try to enjoy a sweet dream. Uh, Trying to enjoy a sweet dream can be a nightmare. Who, for someone whose fear of hotel beds, furniture won't support their weight. That is crabby that every time you go to a hotel, like, <laughs> how many beds? Again, if you go to a hotel and broken fucking four beds. Yeah. Like, yeah, like exactly. You go, we're living in a skinny man's world. <laughs> Why don't you learn to weld and just bring your fucking gear with you and just like, how big do you have to be to you break beds? Yeah, that's like. I mean, speaking for, of someone who is a large man, I'm like, so, yeah. I've never even. You've come only broken a bed for fucking. By the way, I remember. I remember <laughs> she's I, like, help, help! You're like, no one can help you now. Bitch. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time Danny has sex, his downstairs neighbor just says drywall yeah, yeah, falling on his head. Powders. Hey, yeah, that's hey, again. You're like you're breaking. He, your neighbor comes up. He looks like powder. <laughs> you ever seen the member of like the powder? Ashy Larry. Go, Holy shit! He's covered in fucking soot. He goes, "Are you powder?" And he goes, "No, I'm actually not powder. Uh, you're ruining my home." <laughs> but yeah, seriously, like, there's one thing you know. You break the. Uh, you've broken a chair before, <laughs> comically. But it's like every time you check into a hotel, you're like you're breaking beds. <laughs> like if anything, like. Like the hotels should put you on some sort of blacklist where you're like, you're like, you keep breaking our shit. It's like, we lose money for you to stay here. You break all of our stuff. Like I would fucking, if I own a hotel, you're like, ah, oh, here we go. And like, then you storm out after you break the bed. You like, look at the cashier. You go bigots. Bigots. And then it's the slowest storm out in the fucking history of storming out. <laughs> well, I hope you're blue. Oh, she falls again at the counter. You don't have, hmm. Like, I'm all for, like, accessibility and all that stuff, but, like, there is a, like, a degree to which you have to be like, okay, this isn't, like, this isn't, like, ramps for fucking people in wheelchairs we're talking about here. They're literally saying they should tear down hotels and redesign them. Like, literally, you'd have to tear down every room and redesign them. So the be- I mean, like, what do you, like, how do you, so, yeah, you straight up, like, if you own a hotel, you go, okay, so we have to bring in, like, a welder and go room to room, reinforcing every bed. <laughs> Just reinforce. They're all st- have to be steel frame. Just re- steel frame reinforcement. <laughs> every the guy with yeah, the like we're literally with a welding mask going door to door, just like reinforcing all the chairs. Yeah, everything. Just you have to reinforce the whole world. Yeah, uh, roomier restrooms. They go they. The close quarters of the standard hotel bathrooms often make full-figure travelers flush with anger uh, because, they, yeah, again, they made the restrooms before everyone got so fat, so they de- they think that they should have bigger restrooms. Uh, I mean, you know, that one. Uh, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Place. I like a nice, spacious restroom. <clears throat> I'll give them, how about we give them that one where you go, sometimes you get into a restaurant, a restroom, and you go, little tight. I'll say I mean, the New other York way is a tall. Is, New York is, a, yeah. You know, they're they're having this problem as a wide, and I'll tell you what, I'm having this problem sometimes as a tall. Absolutely. Where I go in there, and I'm like, my knees are fucking touching the thing. And, Dude, you know how many flights I've taken where literally my knees are just digging into like a metal fucking piece? All right. So we can agree that we'll, we'll give them that where we go, roomy or restroom. Some places are pushing it with how small their restrooms are. Yeah. And then they said, roll out the robes. So 
hotel finery. They said the complimentary robes are too small. <laughs> I I tried. I don't I've never remember. Wore I think when we were in. Ever. I I think when we went to Austin, I tried to because we were staying in a nice hotel, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna take this robe for a spin. It was like me wearing a fucking like piece of toilet paper. Like it was like I was like, this isn't for fucking any. It was that guy in a little jacket. Yeah, dude, it was like tiny. I'm just like, but I'm like, this just isn't for. It's for like checks. It's, yeah, yeah. You, if you are robes are not robes are not for guys. It is one thing. Well, this is probably a chick, but it is one thing saying that. All right, I, I, we need. You're like the bed's gonna uh, stuff. You go. I can't fit in the bathroom, and I keep breaking the bed. And then they go, okay, well, maybe we'll think about that. And you're like, also, the robe doesn't fit. You go, shut the fuck up. But, uh, Can you imagine if you did? You reinforced the bed. You brought a construction team in, and then you reinforced the bed. You tore down the thing, made a bigger bathroom, and you go, are you fucking happy? We just spent a gazillion dollars. You go, well, no, I'm not happy because the robe doesn't fit. You go, I'm about to wring no, your neck the right best, now. The best part would be like, you go get your bill, and there's like a fucking like four percent surcharge for all these renovations. You go, I'm not paying this. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you make these crazy robes, then when regular people go there, they put on the robe. They're like, I can't wear this. That like is... regular people be like, this is an unwearable robe. It's like I'm wearing a fucking duvet cover. Like, it's like I can't wear this. Uh, so this stuff. It. Yeah. People have been sending a bunch of these. And then there's one more. Uh, tic- oh, my God. Sorry. Oh. D- He's got something. What has he got? That's a happy. The Daniel. last one. The excursions are for everybody. You go snorkeling, zip lining, and bungee jumping. <laughs> You're 500 pounds. You want to make bungee jumping more inclusive? Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> that like, there's one thing to be like, look, I can't fit in a fucking airplane seat. But you go, wait, they need to make b- <laughs> bungee jumping. Do you have any concept of physics? You want to jump off a bridge at 500 pounds with some fucking guy in Ecuador that like yeah, and you're just, barely fucking yeah, you're barely like, reasonable as is. You're like two regular people died last month and you're <laughs> and you're just fucking like your issue with bungee jump yeah, like no shit zip lining restriction. There might be an issue <laughs> with zipline. It literally says snorkeling <laughs> zip lining. Yeah, you have to hold on to the but, thing. Dude, but even you still, <laughs> dude, that, but bungee jumping, like imagine you're just like, yeah, I can't go bungee jumping. I'm 500 pounds. You go, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no shit. What are you talking about? I mean, I guess get more bungee cords. <laughs> can you believe this? Yeah, can you believe this? The bungee jumping isn't dude, inclusive for morbidly obese people? fucking leaving your hotel room. You just broke your bed. You got stand. They brought in the cavalry go, to you pull you out of the bathroom. And you go, well, hey, I need you to, uh, you, they come in, the bed's broken. You're in the bathroom. You go, I need you to bring in to the construction team so they can take down the wall because I'm stuck in the bathroom and I'm late for my bungee appointment. <laughs> yeah, you go. You know what? This day's been rough, but you know what? I have to look forward to at least this bungee jumping later today. You go for a fucking bungee jumping. Like, that's how you go. That, you know what? Honestly, I was like a little on board with this stuff. And then you started making demands for bungee jumping as a morbidly. And I'm like, fuck off. Like, that's. <laughs> How, uh, they have to bring in because they 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 fell in the bed. And yeah, they go, stuck hey, in the you bed. know what's also like a I need you sky, skydiving is uh, <laughs> they don't make parachutes for people our size. I need or, you. I need you back. Uh, I need you to get me out of here before four because I got my bungee what jumping do you think appointment that, at four. I'm actually <laughs> curious. I'm gonna look this up right now. What do you think the heaviest person to ever skydive is? Your mom. <laughs> um, over five hundred pounds. Uh, okay, I'll I'll guess. Um, Yes, 450 is the, the biggest person to skydive. Can you, okay, 
can a, can a 400, 400 pound person skydive? Most skydiving centers will say their weight limit for a tandem passenger is approximately two to two twenty pounds for women, and two thirty to two fifty pounds for sexist. Men. Yeah, so they're very like I'm at the fucking edge of being able to skydive. Oh my god. <laughs> well, okay. Before we move on, oh my god, the bungee jumping. Speaking of bed sheets, we have a new sponsor this week, bowlandbranch.com. And if you're not familiar with what this is, bed sheets, my friend. I love a good sheet. Bed sheets, my friend, and I got these ones. Pretty solid. So this is, and we talked about this before, but this is probably the one thing that dudes neglect that makes a big difference. Like girls notice that shit so oh, much. Oh, for sure. Right? You go, you go out there, you go. And when I moved to New York, I had, I got kind of crappy stuff because I go, oh, I got stuff. So I got this was, and that was one thing that was on my list. That whereas in Toronto, my condo, I had all the nice stuff, and oh, people yeah. would go, "Oh, this guy's got his shit together." When I got here, this is they finally sent me the nice ones, and big difference. Don't be a slob. Yeah, it's one of the things. You're getting older. You have a bed. Put the bed sheets on it. Everyone thinks it's cool. These one, these ones are nice. You go on. You just you type also in your... spend a third of your life in your bed, roughly. Like treat yourself. That is one of those things where that, and that's kind of the, to the be bed. Honest, the one bed thing is in my life. You know, I'm fucking cheap. Um, mm-hmm. All sorts of things. Bedding, anything bed related, yeah. I will not spare any expense. Well, that's their whole thing too. And they go, you know, you try to eat healthy, you try to have good furniture and, you know, pl- keep your place clean and people will skip the most important part, which is where you sleep. Yeah. So you're on board with their oh, fucking very on board. that they're putting very across. On board. And beautifully crafted. And the other thing is I, before I move on, I just need to say this is that Danny uh, is, as he says, he's too cheap. The reason why these guys sent me the bed things and Danny potentially can't just get online sheets because he is so cheap that he got some fucking Jewish deal no, on his bed no, sheets. Not, no, and no, he no, got no. all mismatched sizes. He can't just order online because he has like a queen size no, pillow this is and not a size bed. This is not a cheapness thing, actually. My shit's mismatched, but so I just need to. I have king size pillows. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you have been. I would never pay full price for them. Well, these ones, they sent them, and it's crafted the highest standards with attention to detail and sourcing to packaging, the perfect weight and breathability to pamper warm or cool sleepers. Chicks think they're fucking sick. Put the bed sheets on to experience an entirely new standard of comfort. Visit bowlandbranch.com, and that's B O L L. And branch b o l l a n d b r a n c h dot com get fifteen percent off of your first set of sheets with the promo code boyscast. That's b o l l and branch dot com promo code boyscast. Yes. And and if you're a dude and you're bringing girls back to your house and you have just a gross bed set up, not the move. Not the move. I'm telling you, it might be like whatever. I'm a fucking. I'm kind of like getting out of the frat boy yeah. or, stages yeah, of my or life. Like I'm or, a tortured artist or whatever. And you like you don't have a fitting sheet. Like your sheet doesn't fit your bed, and it's like all miss. It's like I'm telling you, it's not a good look. Not a good. <laughs> you just feel better in a nice. Well, Daniel, yeah, nice you bed. mentioned that done. We we have an update on this in Canada. They're changing the name. Of like a huge street downtown. Literally like street. one of the major streets. It was the equivalent of them changing like, I don't know, Bowery or like Houston Street. Like yeah. a huge street in New York. Like in Toronto, Dundas Street West. Uh, they've uh, City Council votes to rename Dundas Street. This was posted yesterday. Uh, and so the street, because the dude was like, uh, it, first off, he had never been to Canada. He was like a Scottish guy. It was like he was a famous Scottish politician who was like, I guess, involved in the slave trade in some capacity. Uh, he was an influential Scottish, was 
a Scottish politician was opposed to ending the British Empire's participation in the transatlantic slave trade when the proposal was brought forth. So I don't think he was a slave owner. He just was like, they're like, hey, we're going to abolish this. And he's like, I don't know. Like, so did fucking Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Like Abraham well, Lincoln. they want him done too. There's no one, a lot of people, there was a lot of speculation in the sketch we did where we go, Daryl sounds sick though. And people were like, what was that Daryl thing? It's like, well, they're just trying to take away everyone. Like every single person in the world, these kind of, you know, fucking people only think of the bad things about them. This, But yeah, so this is like what in the, and everyone he has voted against this things. in like the, I don't know, 1800s at some point in the 1800s. Uh, well, all of the, this is, all of this stuff is to not is to do everything you can to not actually help anyone. Dude, all of this fucking like fake fake activist motherfucker shit is just so, you know, whatever upper middle class elite, if you want to say all those words, can pretend that they're still socialists. But it's like reality, none of these people are fucking socialists. They fucking hate everyone poor. They yeah. hate poor people. They hate half the country. So they can be like, "No, I'm a socialist for like Gender, though, I'm a socialist for race. You know, I'm a socialist. I mean, again, th this is this is the uh, height of like, yeah, this dude, dude, this dude died in 1811. So we're basically, and I guess they're saying, look, like you, they're not trying to hold him to a different standard, but so he was in this. He voted against. He delayed the abolition of slavery in the 1700s, and now they're like, oh, like maybe we should rename like nobody people live on that street. You literally, if you it's have insane. to do it, it's like you have to do basically what Jesus did. And that's what they want where they go, Hey, we're starting again. Year one starts now. Yeah. Everything before that we do, doesn't, we don't think about anymore. No names in history from before. No, nothing. We start again now. But another crazy thing about this is like, okay, so you're doing this. You, so uh, I mean, I can't imagine that uh, like how, every street in Toronto is named after some guy. That's what I'm saying. This <laughs> like, never ends. <laughs> crazy. But you are, I thought you made, the, you made the good point and you just said that, but it, it's like, if you're a normal person that just has to change your address now on everything, you got to go get a new license. It's just like, yeah, shut up. Yeah. The street you live on doesn't, Leave me alone. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And, and the thing is, nobody knew who this guy was. Like it's you, like, you know, you say it's done. Nobody like, knew who this guy okay, was. There's, except okay. For maybe a descendant. Okay. So him. my, I have friends growing up who are from Dundas, Ontario. They don't know why. So what? They don't have a new, they, they named the city. New city name? Yes, I guess. <laughs> or they're like, no, that's a Toronto thing. You guys can deal with that bullshit. We're keeping uh, our name. Like, yeah, I mean, it might be tougher to pass this kind of bullshit in, this, in the outside of the city, but it is literally, it's just like, leave me alone. Yeah, this is, this is, first off, for everything that's going on in Toronto, like their most locked down city in basically the world, all this, and this issues, is what you're, and this is what you're dealing with right now. This yeah. Is like, this is a priority is to name a street you're going to spend six million dollars they're they're estimating it's six million which means it's gonna be 20 oh and you're you're, you're literally bankrupting the fucking country they've spent more than anyone per capita well this is a municipal this isn't federal but still it's a fucking doesn't matter it's all the giant fucking, it's the culture of the, the yeah, whole thing oh yeah, yeah it's and you go yeah let's spend and it's not going to be six million because you're not factoring in the costs that other people will have to do too Imagine you have business cards. Every person that has a business card with Dundas has to change that. So there's a cost of that. And I'm just saying that's a tiny thing. But my point is, it ain't $6 million. The yeah. aggregate cost is but a I'm lot saying, more. They're saying this cost for the city will be $6 million. You're like, no, that'll be $20 million, And then it'll be 100 yeah. for everybody else. So it's just like, you guys have real problems. And for people, there's people right now that fucking don't have jobs. There's people with real problems. Oh, yeah. 
And like, like it's. It, I mean, it's just there's probably nobody homeless people live on Dundas Street. Do you think anyone <laughs> that's poor right now that like works at fucking McDonald's trying to feed their family and you come up to them and you go, yeah, yeah, did we did we uh, pass any things to make the economy better or like to get me health care? And they go better. <laughs> also, how many people who live on Dundas Street have ever been like? Man, you know what? We should maybe like move off. No this one knows. Street. Move off this street. Did you hear no that? No one knows. No one cares. But until it's like you, this guy you wasn't care. like, oh, he had a he owned four thousand slaves. He voted against a thing to abolish slavery in the seventeen hundreds, and we go, we have to rename the fucking street. It's people are fucking. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy because I mean, also, it's like okay, let's. Well, I, I read a, a thing. Never going to end. I've been saying that you know I, I think people are getting so sick of this fucking shit, but it's like so I read this article. And just to see the comments are like in Canada. So they said way more people in Ontario, and this is the same here, died of the lockdown than COVID itself. Mm-hmm. So basically 2,000 people died of opioid um, uh, overdoses so far. And that's up 76% from the year before. Overdoses, poisoning, and alcohol deaths. And also delayed surgeries had a lot to do with it too. So... <laughs> also, right an now. interesting thing that this was in Blog To, which is a pretty and Blog To posted left, it. Like... So I thought for a second I was like, "Oh, that's kind of you know." And then the comments, this you know, I saw people going, "This is a new low, even for Blog To." Well, because they they went against the orthodoxy of you go everything on... they're allowed to talk about with statistics. It's crazy. They didn't even present this in a narrative. Yeah, they come at it. They go more young people. This is just a factual piece of information, mm-hmm. and they go. How dare you draw attention to that? Uh-huh. You need so there's all they're these, all like, what is this son? So I there was about ninety of these hypocrisies this week, and I'm just gonna read a few of them just to sort of like anyone watching like the fucking corporate press and not knowing that these people are so full of shit or watching any of these like to watch any of this stuff and be like, yeah, yeah, they got us. So. Big people, big journalists. I have three in a row of 2020 and 2021. And you could say, you know, Fox News is the same or whatever. But they're playing defense always. So the truth is they don't make as bold claims in the first place because they know that their whole thing is scrutinized. These fucking like orthodox, like liberal corporate places... They think they don't, they they know that people are pointing out that they're wrong and they don't give a shit. Yeah, they don't care. Going, they don't care. They just go, you're wrong for like going against us. So first of all, all those lawmakers that were on the plane, they all had, all, all of those guys were like, master so bad. And every single one of them posted, you know how they, uh, the, the guys got on a plane to stop them? In Texas. Yes. Yeah. And all of those people were recently posting about when the Republicans did something similar, how this is the fucking uh, going against democracy. Mm-hmm. They all did that. All of those people were posting about masks and they're all in a plane without well, masks. Well, they think they're morally superior, right? Like they literally think like, oh, what they did is, it's the, you know, what they were doing was wrong. We're like, you know, exactly. we're the good guys. So this is actually. Okay. Oh, exactly. Then CNN 2020. Trump is wrong in so many ways about hydroxychloroquine. Here are the facts. CNN, same writer. 2021 hydroxychloroquine helped coronavirus patients survive better. Mm-hmm. That's back to back. Not like we were wrong. CNN, a timetable for a vaccine. If 18 months is too risky, CNN previous disasters show rushing a vaccine could be a colossal, stupid mistake. 
CNN 2020. How to speak to someone who's hesitant to get vaccinated. <laughs> of course. This, these people, literally, a timetable for 18 months is risky. It could be a colossal, stupid mistake. Then both of those things happened, mm-hmm. and their, their new article says why you're stupid, why you're racist for not getting Why it. you're racist for not getting the vaccine now that Joe Biden is president, essentially. So it's like, <laughs> if you fucking still think any of these guys are the good guys, oh. you're cooked out of your tree. Insane. Big Twitter, big Twitter person. It was like a big headline. Kamala Harris, 20, 2020. Kamala Harris isn't the only person who is leery of rushing the vaccine to market. I won't be taking that shit to, until long after people people start dying from a fa- faulty vaccine that Trump's rushing. Yeah. 2021. If right-wing TV no- networks would stop politicizing the vaccine and start running pieces about people regret regretting not being vaccin- vaccinated, it would help a ton. Thanks. So this is the fucking situation that we're living in right now with these cooked people oh it's so i think people are done with it i was watching so i uh, the last thing we'll talk about I, I i watched the uh did you see the conor mcgregor get his leg kicked in i saw the yeah i saw it he didn't did he even get his leg kicked i think he just fell oh, he back he just fell back it was wild the memes were pretty funny on i know that. The, the the high heel one was funny yeah high heel was good i thought that conor mcgregor i thought has done you have to th- almost think like he kind of how many he seems feels like he's lost a lot of his fights lately right yeah he's he's the probably he's lost as many fights as someone who with a hundred million dollars you think would lose which is all of them well, but i okay explain that to me in a second well, oh. because what i'm gonna say is like to me it's like conor mcgregor seems like the most guy that like it should be over for him he's not the best anymore mm-hmm. it's he's like clearly not the best anymore and I guess that's just what boxing is. This where nowadays it's like, who cares? Who's the best? It's just like we like want to see this guy fight, yeah. Even if he's well, not he's, the best. he sells. He's like Jake Paul essentially. He just sells a lot of pay per view buys, gets a lot of pay per view. But buys. literally, it's it, it kind of at Nobody some point. He's the best no, but at some point you need a bit of integrity as like a sport, right? Well, he's. Yes. Where it's like well, all of our big no, fights because fighting. We don't even always... care who's the best. It's like Conor McGregor's the biggest one, and he's not. What would he be ranked in his division now? Even not high. I mean, yeah, he's still the biggest draw in the sport. But he's but that's the problem. Is no, but can you imagine that? Like, it's still considered a prom- like they refer to boxing in UFC as as much as it's a sport. It's like it's a promotion. Like, so would you consider this the same as like if Yankees were like fifteenth in the league, they're still going to make the most money and be the most talked about? Yes, and I mean they are like the, they are the most you know they you do can, make you the most s- money. Consider it like that, kind of. And for him, so my point eventually... is, it's not like that. My po- sorry, my point is that fucking Conor McGregor is a genius. Yeah, dude, like, he's a marketing fucking genius. He sure. might be the best in the world. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's the guy who made it. He just keeps people... losing, and he keeps. Then he'll come back, and he'll be like, "No one can touch me." He also makes you like that accent. Yeah, that's not bad. That was not good. I thought that was my worst. Um, he also makes way more money than the guy he's losing to. Yeah, I know. Just because he sells I know. tickets, right? But he goes, no one can touch me, you know, all this stuff. Like, no one can touch me. He's like, I am the best. I'm going to wreck your brain. And then he loses, and then he comes back again. No one can even he come was, close to me. He my... was literally talking shit while he was fucking, like, they're... Your wife is hitting me DMs. Yeah, putting his cast on him. They're yeah. Like... Kyle Dunnigan was saying about accents, because so I'm so notoriously bad at them. And uh, love Kyle Dunnigan, by the way. But so yeah. but he said, uh, he was like, I think the reason he's so good at accents is because he's like really good musically. 
And I just wanted to like shake him and be like, no, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't help. Yeah, it's something <laughs> nice. No. So I, this is why I think I'm bad at accents. The same reason that I can't spell. Mm-hmm. The same reason that I can't do directions. Yeah. Um, the same reason that I can't remember anyone's names. It's just like that part of your brain. All of that stuff is like remembering you know, like random sequences for no reason almost. Mm-hmm. Like, why does it, why do you imprint? Like, I need to, ob- I, I love need to how, di- I love how you think uh, getting directions is remembering random sequences for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, getting somewhere is like, so what's the point? You're like, we well, would like to get there. They don't just, I have to specifically try to remember them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, if I go to somewhere 20 times and I was mapping it, I still have to map. I have to like legitimately like force myself to be like, Okay, now me, it's me a, you know it's a here, it's a here. Yeah, you're the same Dude, way. Before fucking like Google, before the iPhone, and before having a map all the time, like I would in my hometown, like I would go to places that I'd been many times before. You know, well, my issue with that is I don't make like I think a lot of people make landmarks. They like imprint landmarks in their head of how to get. Some of those I don't, I don't, I just don't like pay that. attention to any of that stuff. So I'll get places and have no idea how I got there. Me too. Yeah, I don't remember. And I think, well, yeah, me and you are similar. The only difference is you think you're good at it. Yeah, I know you just admitted it now, but you'll be like, no, now, now I'm good at when it when you're rushing. But the, I, so I think all those things are related, mm-hmm. and that's why I can't do accents. But I can understand. I can I can remember like people because it like imprints in my brain what they're like, and I can describe. I feel like I can get people's heads pretty good, but I can't mimic their like actions like a like a fucking snake where you just like like an alien that you just start around and you start moving like, like Michael them. Winslow. I Michael Winslow's probably a killer actor. He must guy. be so fucking good at that. Beep, boop, boop. He does it in Scottish. Oh, boop, 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 yeah. boop, but so. At the Conor McGregor fight, Trump was there, right? Yeah. And people were all like uh, fucking uh, posting photos with him. And it was like, oh, you know, whatever, right? People love him there. Of course. Um, oh, yeah. And Addison Ray, who's like the hugest TikTok star, she basically, someone tried to come out and they go, we found her voting history and she voted for Trump. Got her. And she's like cowboy hat wearing from wherever, right? Yeah, yeah. And everyone's, and then she came out and she was like, no, I didn't or whatever. And then, she was at the thing and she's Trump's walking by her and people are posting photos like big, like, you know, huge accounts are like why we need to cancel her because she's beside Trump. And it was just like, I honestly feel like every, every normal person with this like McCarthy shit of like, denounce this, denounce that yeah, blacklist for everybody, blacklist for everyone. Cause, and this is one thing where it's not the same on the other side. No one's, uh, no one's saying, hey, blacklist this guy. They voted for Biden in a fucking Republican town. This is exclusively happening the other way where yeah. they go, you're blacklisted from Hollywood. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So it is one of those things where I think everyone's done with this shit where mo- ev- even fucking every liberal person I know is not like, I'm not fucking, I don't care if Tim Allen voted for Trump. Like, you know? So this idea where they think that they can just you know, get uh, bully people into submission by canceling them. If they're associating with the wrong fucking politician, but it's like, it's I think crazy. Done. Yeah, I think yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's losing its power. And I think that if this was three years ago, it would have been a lot harder. Whereas now everyone goes, shut up. Yeah. Well, I mean the idea that you're like, wait, you were Trump walked by you. So now we should take your livelihood. I think a lot of people are uh, like kind of, it is the idea w- working through what that actually means. And they're like, yeah, that seems a lot. Shut up. That, that doesn't seem like really something we should be doing in America. Yeah, it doesn't, but it is. And on that note, this week, we got a ton of stuff. We're going to talk about Aziz Ansari's show, uh, new show without him. Um, we're going to talk about the cause. Hated it. Uh, 
And then uh, we got some cool Patreon questions. And we're talking about Iman, how he's a fan, uh, article about Tucker Carlson. But ev- anyways, support the Patreon. We're at 700 now, which has been awesome. Podcast grows every week, which legitimately makes me super happy. Yeah, I was telling keep- Ryan before this, I was a fucking had some cops walk up to me and I, they were like, yo. And I was like, oh, shit. And then, yeah. And they were like, like the podcast. No, people, I got stopped uh, yesterday when I was uh, running and a guy said, or two days ago when I was running and he said he was listening to it. But I was like, you know, I told you I'm getting yoked right now. So yeah. I, I was shirt off. I was sweaty. I'm fucking running. I'm just like, oh, thanks, brother. And he's like, so uh, when do you? Oh, yeah, I guess he'd be listening because he listens. But he was like, hey, uh, so uh, when do you do spots in the city? And I'm like, oh, kind of every night. All right, thanks. Good to meet you, brother. Yeah. And he was like, oh, uh, so uh, what's your. And I'm just like, dude, I'm fucking like. <laughs> you got to get it's the Forrest I'm Gump. I'm fucking sprinting dude, right dude, now. Dude, it's the Forrest Gump thing where he's like, he's just, you, go, you look back and there's 10 yeah, people yeah, following he's there you running. running with you. I go, like you, yo, dude, I'll keep yeah. talking if you run with me, yeah, but I'm fucking getting <laughs> yoked. <laughs> That's funny. Well, yeah. Thanks for listening. Patreon.com slash the boys cast. Support the sponsors too. Peace. Peace.